Vroom, vroom. We're back on the boulevard. We have not been on the boulevard for a while because of our technical difficulties. Spoiler alert, the technical difficulties are probably not done, but we are going to do this. We're going to do it for you. It's 2020, the new year. We're going we're gonna to get back to it. We're just rolling down the boulevard in our jalopy, so bear with us. Yeah, it is kind of like, you may not understand the reference if you don't listen to the other Back on the Block podcast. It's kind of like Betsy plodding along. It is like Betsy plodding along. Okay, right. so we got a lot to get through. We've got a lot to talk about. What we do? What, I what, mean, where do we season. go first? Where, where do we, should we start with the Golden Globes? They were last night. There goes the glitch. And that didn't take long to get into. So, <laughs> listeners, if you've not experienced this, that is what the glitch sounds like. It's going to happen another 20 or so times before we're done talking. <laughs> but, Karen, as you were saying... As I was saying, should we talk about the Golden Globes now? I'm just going to preface this by saying I did not watch it. You, you guys uh, remember, I don't watch award shows. I hate them. So, yeah, let's talk about the Golden Globes. And... I'm so tired of being down on the awards. I'm mostly just going to talk about the things that kind of were surprises that brought me and my beloved great joy last night. And okay. that is two awards for Rocket Man, the Elton John biopic, and two awards for Succession. I was so happy about those Succession awards. They well deserved. So Succession got... Best, uh, what, what were they? They the TV, were best, best TV, TV drama, series drama, right? Yeah. Best TV series drama, and they got um, Brian Cox got best uh, best actor, actor. Right? Was it yes. lead actor or supporting? Lead. No, he got lead. He got lead. So I want to ask you: Did you see or read any of quotes of his speech or a video of his speech or anything? Uh, yes, I, I saw okay. a, a snippets of his speech. And for um, for our listeners who may not know or may have forgotten, you have a very close tie with him. Yes. So I'm really curious as to hear your reaction to all of it. Um. Okay. I was thrilled for him. Good. Um, Good. So deserved. So deserved. Like this is a long time coming. He deserves. I, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, he de- deserves every award. But I agree. In particular, he is doing like a performance of a lifetime as um, Logan Roy. I mean, it's like it's a role that's tailor made for him. It's a great role. It is a really great part, um, and it's really fantastic that he got. Because when you think about it, like you know, I was actually talking to my daughter about this over the weekend. Like. He's like one of the few Brit actors that wasn't in Harry Potter. It's true. Wasn't in Game of Thrones. You know, like, like he was. He so so. It's it sort of feels like you know, the, like those projects like weren't right for him. And I think I think I remember he, I read an interview where they asked him to do Game of Thrones, and he was like, "Yeah, no." Um, I think it was like too big of a commitment, or I don't remember why he didn't want to do it, but he turned it down. Um. But, you know, he's, so this is like, I don't know, I just feel like he's been like, sort of like, I mean, well, he said this in his, um, in his speech, he's been doing this 60 years. Yeah. You know? Yeah, the thing that surprised me about his speech, now, I hoped, and I thought there was a chance he would win. We lost dog. We could have lost, lost. Um, Oh, there you are. I pictured him being a few walk. Hello? We lost Doug. We double lost Doug. This is crazy. We've never double lost Doug before. 
I think we've lost, lost Doug. Um, I'm going to go get Doug back. We'll be right back. And oh. and, I, and he was actually very honest. It was really sweet. It, it really looked like it mattered to him. And I typically get from him a projection that this stuff doesn't really matter to me. So it was nice. Oh, I think it does matter. I think I th- it does matter. I think, you know, especially like it's nice to be recognized. You know, it's nice to be recognized like this, you know. Um, but yeah, he he was I, I was really, really, really happy for him. And um, and he looked like he was having a ball. So that's all that mattered. And he looked fabulous. He looked great. Doug, did I lose you? OK, we've got Doug back. Sorry, I lost lost you for real that time. I know, I know. I was at my most excited, so I must have worn my lame computer out. Yeah. But all I really did want to say was it was nice to see that it really seemed to mean something to Brian Cox, who sometimes projects that it doesn't. Not really that he's trying to project that. That's just sort of what I uh, get from him. Well, I think for Brian, it's, it's definitely for him about the work, but I do think it's really nice to be recognized. And after all this time and after all the projects he's done, and the man is always working, you know, I mean, it's hard to say, well, oh, to get this recognition. I mean, he did get the recognition for Nuremberg, for example. Mm-hmm. He did get, you know, he got the Emmy Award. He got a Golden Globe nomination. He got, you know, he's, he's gotten plenty of accolades. Um, but I don't know. This role is really special. It is. It's a special show. Yeah, as, it really as, is. As we have said on this pod a few times, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's just a really, it's, it's a special role. It's a special show. And, um, and I know that he has to, I'm sure he knows that. Um, you know, and he, and he said as much, too. Like, he's very grateful to uh, Jesse Armstrong, who, you know, th- that's his name, right? Jesse Armstrong? Yes. Uh, you know, the, for creating this series and creating such a spectacular character. And, you know, he was like, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. Um, so, you know, I, th- I, thought it, I thought his speech was lovely, too. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, and, and Jesse Armstrong's, in fact, was too. So no, I thought that was great. That was It was fun to see that table get up there and uh, Nicholas Braun, who plays Cousin Greg, got up every time someone around him would... Oh, guys, there goes Doug again. I didn't see what happened, so I don't know what Nicholas Braun was doing. So I can't fill in the blanks here. He got up um, every time someone around him won. Oh. And would dance to the music when they played the succession theme. Like, he looked very Gregory-esque. Oh, I love Gregory. I was love he Gregory. nominated for something? Did he get a nomination or was he just there? No, but Kieran Culkin was also nominated. Okay. And he did not win. Because I felt like Cousin Greg, like, deserved a nomination too. I really think you could fill an entire supporting actor category with the cast of that show. I completely agree. I mean, they should. It, 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 no, SAG does the ensemble. Maybe they'll get something for SAG with the ensemble award. Well, they won't this year because SAG did not nominate Succession for anything. So maybe next year. <sighs> but what is wrong with SAG? Oversight. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. And so do you think that Brian's win was because of that, what was it, pig in a poke? Scene. I'm sorry. My computer got testy again. It will happen again. What was the question? Do you think Brian got the nomination um, based on that? What was it called? The pig in a poke? Was that the one scene? The one where he made them all get on the floor and squeal like pigs? Oh, God. I think he gets it just for general awesomeness. I think I, I think there's every episode has some great pearl. But 
but yes. I, I think they submit specific. I know, I know for, I, I think for the Emmys, they submit specific episodes. For the Emmys, they submit episodes. For the Golden Globes, it's just a vote, I think, by committee in general. In I don't general, even know if okay. they watch everything. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Are we, are we moving on from the Golden Globes? Um, well, just a couple other things. In general, I was, like I said, happier than I thought it would be for what's not typically a great year. But one of the surprises was, despite several big nominations, no awards for Martin Scorsese's The Irishman, which I have seen and you have partly seen. I've partly seen. I'm going to tell you, I think you made the right choice. I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't do did it. You, did you like pass out watching it or you were just like, enough is enough? I was like, enough is enough. I got other yeah. shit to do. It was like, okay, I was really excited about this because like... Well, of course. These are like, you, when was the last time, like when was the last time you even saw Joe Pesci do anything, right? Well, that's just it. Yeah, that's it too. So you got Scorsese, you got Pesci, you've got, who else was in that? Was it Palm... Pacino. Ch- Pacino. Chaz Palmieri was in it, right? I mean, it was no, like... No, Kytel, Kytel was. Kytel. Um, Bobby Cannavale was in it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got, and you've got this phenomenal cast and it's Scorsese and like let's face it any gangster epic gangster film that Scorsese has made I have been there 110% Casino he did Casino right now I'm starting to doubt myself no 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 um you know but but did he do Goodfellas or I'm doubting myself oh my god I'm totally doubting myself now why did you say Goodfellas yeah he did Goodfellas, so, right? Yeah, yeah he, he did, did Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Casino. Yeah, of course he did. So, like, you know, these are movies that, like, I saw when I was pretty young, and they were super influential, you know, to me. And so I was like psyched about this, but you know what? It was just, it didn't, it didn't feel fresh. It felt well, like that. That's exactly right. And here's yeah. You can't argue the influence and the achievements of Scorsese and these actors, particularly when they have worked with him. And this is a first for Pacino to work with him. But I think it's the ninth time that um, De Niro has worked with him. And obviously Joe Pesci won an Oscar for for Goodfellas and then did Casino, too. We've lost Doug again, guys. Hold on. He'll be right back, hopefully. Done great. This is uh, this is people who have done great work reuniting but this work is substandard and i'm not saying that these guys aren't good but i don't think anyone is working hard or doing anything too new and on top of that this really it doesn't even have all of the typical scorsese flourishes that that i'm used to but even if it did it wouldn't justify a three and a half hour running time for a feature length film well that was the thing i think i made it through about 30 minutes and i was like good god i've got two and a half more hours to go i can't do this and even i think by the time you gave up on it pacino hadn't even entered the film as Jimmy no. Hoffa. no he had not he had not and i was like and i was just like you know what i don't care it was sort of like i felt like this these stories worked in the 70s and 80s and into the 90s, I don't think the stories work anymore. Um, I think it could work if you, if uh, Steven Zalian. Why does he always get cut off when he's saying something really good? Has It's a story that has been told. It's been told. Um, this kind of story has, we have found fresher ways to tell it. 
it does feel stale. I mean, I can't, I really can't support it other than say things like, it's cool to see them all together. But it's not even cool to watch it because of the de-aging that they do with De Niro, which is scary to watch. Yeah, I mean, you know, these men that he's playing with, with the exception of Bobby Cannavale, are are basically his peers. They're all the same age. Yeah, they're all 402. Yeah, and they've made it so that De Niro is about supposed to be like 20 or 30 years younger than these guys. (laughs) Yeah, they make it so that De Niro ages like 40 to 50 years from through various scenes. Yeah. And, and so I was, you know, I just, I just was having a really hard time with it. And I was, and I, I found it awfully hard to follow too. And I don't know if that's because I was bored. Um, I think it's, uh, boredom probably played a role, but it, it is, it is set up in such a way that is neither engaging nor totally accessible. Yeah. So, I mean, I was, it was something that I was really looking forward to and it just was a big old bust. And no one will say how disappointing it is because of, you know, the caliber of the names involved. But it's a disappointment. It and, it's a a disappointment. Snoo- and it's a snooze. It is a snooze. It's a total So snooze. I don't think this movie is down and out in, in terms of the Oscar race. I think it could still win perhaps director or picture or screenplay. Um, but it did not win any of those at the Golden Globes. Do you, th- I mean, why, do you think people are just nominating it because of who it is and not necessarily on the merits of the quality? One hundred and ten percent. Okay. Yes. All right. We which should is, move on. I mean, which is not that's not the only film that sort of benefits from that these days. But yeah, that's what's happening with the Irishman, which right. could have been a better movie. Right. All right. But you know what is a great movie? What? Parasite. I need to know about one this. One foreign language film. Um, you've probably not one. seen any of the films by the director and co-writer Bong Joon Ho. Um, Snowpiercer is probably his best known one from uh, four watched, or five years ago. I saw Snowpiercer. Okay. Piercer, yeah. So you kind of get his aesthetic, which yeah. is kind of darkly comic, like sort of over the top um, class commentary. Yes. And I feel like I might have seen some of his other. Might have see seen. Ok- Okia or Okja with uh, Tilda Swinton and Brad Pitt. I think. Did I see The Host? Yes, I saw the host. Might have. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, great. I saw the host. That was fantastic. I love that. Yeah, he is a fantastic filmmaker. I've also seen Memories of Murder and maybe another one that I'm forgetting. But um, but the I thing about his, what? I've loved Snowpiercer. I know some people weren't uh, on board with it. I was in. Oh, I was completely. I was in. I love Snowpiercer. You should see Parasite. Okay. I may have lost you. No, you didn't lose me. I okay. You should see Parasite, and it's not streaming anywhere. But I actually have a disc. I can probably get to you if if you were interested. Ooh, I would be interested. I don't know how to play it though. I don't have a disc player. Um. Okay, then you're just gonna have to find a link. Yeah, so, I'll sorry. have to figure it out. Um, um. But whenever you get to see it, it's totally worth it. Um. And I'm really glad that I knew very little about the actual plot. Uh. I won't say too much other than to say that. Uh, just like his other movies it's it's like a dark comedy it's kind of like sinister more than it is very serious though it's dealing with big common themes about like the class divide right um and and it's just a beautifully shot and and figured out uh story but it is about a very poor family that one by one gets hired to work in the home of an exorbitantly rich family 
and chaos ensues. But but like but I have not done the plot justice because I want there are there are like reveals and shifts and things right. I just don't want to give away. But what I will say is as I watched it and was kind of riveted to it. I said, you know, this and Knives Out have been my favorite movies of the entire year. And you know what they have in common? What? Plotting. These are full <laughs> scripts. These aren't sketches. These aren't like, oh, well, we don't really need a scene about this. or No, these are very clearly plotted out works from start to finish. And that is why, on top of everything else, great performance and production design and editing and score and blah, 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 all of those things at the top of their game, these are directors that have... Uh, and, and, and an immense vision that they saw through to the tiniest detail from start to finish. And that is why Parasite is probably the best film of the year. Ooh. Ooh. It's a big recommendation. Wow. It's truly a movie to be excited about. And I haven't seen many of them in the past few years, let alone just, just this year. And it did win for a best foreign language film at the Golden Globes. I held out hope it might also get director or screenplay. It did not, but that's okay. Um, I think it's going to continue to to build momentum as it as as those la- as the last few awards, including like Directors Guild, Writers Guild, Oscar, um, come about. It was a surprise nominee for the Ensemble Award at the Screen Actors Guild, which it's very rare for a foreign film to get that, and even rarer for a film that has zero name actors right. to to get. So. There are people out there eagerly supporting it, as they should. I, I just think that this filmmaker is brilliant. And, and, Truly. and he seems genuinely kind. Yeah. Like, he seems like he has compassion for people, and that's why he has compassion for his characters. Yeah. Um, and I agree. Like, his work is very... It's, it's not... It's, it's sinister. It's, it's like... It is sinister. It's a dark comedy, but it's not horror it's not, you know, it it doesn't. It's not. It's not easy to sort of like shove it into a genre, but it's damn good. It's damn fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. I just I stress fun because I had an enormous amount of fun as I was aware of all of the the serious things that were being paid attention. Um, it's a great ride. Yes. It's a great ride. Yeah, then that's what all of his movies are like. So, yeah. Okay. Parasite, go see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone go see it. And wish it well come awards time as we continue. Yes. Okay, since we keep getting crapped on, we should... Yeah, pro- I, think, I think we can squeeze in a theater review before everything goes kaput here. I would love that. So, I saw the latest big Broadway musical opening, which is technically another jukebox musical following on Tina, Jagged Little Pill. And what did you think? Oh, I wish I liked it. Oh, no. And the thing is, I do like Alanis Morissette, and I have a lot of love for the Jagged Little Pill album. The show itself, which was um, uh, adapted, you know, the songs were collected into a book musical by Diablo Cody of Juno. Um, uh, I I love the album i think it is both it worked because it was both a raw album and a wonderfully packaged album this show has songs from jagged little pill almost i think pretty much the entire album and then about a dozen songs from alanis morissette's subsequent career um but what we have and i know other people have probably said this too it's very much like an after school special where they just shoehorn a bunch of of the moment social issues into 
the plot and then graft different songs to different characters to to touch on them, including opioid addiction, sexual assault. Um, Did you catch any of that? Yes. I'm listening. Okay. We hear that. So so social issues, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, gender nonconformity, um, things like that. Wow, they've really packed a lot in there. Too much so. And and you can't tackle these serious themes and then tie it up in two and a half hours and sing the song you learn and send audiences home. Because it doesn't really work that way. You, you can either present life as it is in real life or you can present life the way it is in a tin can. But you can't, like, mix the two up because these are not easily solved problems. Right. Um, but it, it's about a wealthy family in Connecticut. Um, there is uh, kind of like an all-star senior uh, male son who just gets into Harvard at the beginning of the show and he has an African American sister who has adopted um, and she is both like a social justice warrior in school and she is also figuring out her sexual identity in the beginning we see her it looks like she is dating a fellow um, female student um, but she's also drawn to a new male student who matriculates the mother has recently been in a car accident and she is the one who is dealing with painkiller addiction um so so my god they have woven in songs to sort of comment on all of this and it, it really feels very false and inorganic um i will say that the mother is played by a veteran a veteran someone i've watched for like 10 or 12 years and loved on stage all the time named elizabeth stanley um and she's she's really good virtually no one else in the cast is um believable i hate to say mm. um an actress named lauren Patton, who has guest starred once on succession ah. um plays the daughter's friend slash girlfriend um and she's the one who is guaranteed a Tony nomination because she gets to sing You Ought to Know okay. in the second act. But it really feels unearned because we don't really know the extent of her relationship with the daughter character to feel so burned at such a young age. It, like the, the, the lyrics of the song don't carry the same weight that this relationship has. So, mm-hmm. you know... Anyone who sings that song, anyone who has that number is going to get an ovation because the song asks for it and the show really courts it, but it's not, it's, it's really not earned. And I, I, I hate to say it because I really wanted to enjoy the show more and, and rooted for it, but it really feels so false and condescending. Didn't, now, because this, this played out of town, this was a, up, at Boston. At yeah. Boston. But didn't it get great reviews? I think it got measured reviews and everyone was kind of like, it needs work. Okay. And from what I'm told by people, and I know a lot of people that actually went and saw it at ART, which is a Harvard uh, theater. um, They were like, you know, it needed work. They didn't really change that much though. Um, But, you know, it got a Valentine from Jesse Green in the New York times. He said it saved the jukebox musical subgenre. I think the subgenre still needs saving based on this then. Um, uh, you know, Derek Klenna is an actor who's 29 years old, who's playing the the son. Um, I don't buy him for a second. Also, his storyline gets complicated because he is friends with uh, a female student who was sexually assaulted at a party. But 
the bulk of the attention is more about his character eventually deciding whether he should step up and say he witnessed a friend of his commit the assault. It's less so about the female character who is, you know, the one who is assaulted. Mm -hmm. But then the show says at the same time, well, you know, someone calls him out for saying, you're trying to be the hero of this. And it's like, you can't do both. You Mm. can't actually write it so that the son is the hero for doing this and then say, well, you shouldn't be the hero if you're doing this. You have to pick one or the other. Right. Um, I really, I, the, the way I described it is this is the kind of show that acknowledges there's a hook and then goes out of its way to let itself off of it. Um, so I wish it was more barbed. Um, so yeah, I do think it's a show you'll hear a lot about at the end of the season, though. Partly because there just isn't much competition on Broadway. Oh, okay. So. On that note, we've lost Doug again. I don't know if we've lost him, though. <laughs> I said I'd stay home and listen to Jagged Little Pill, which I still think is a good album. Uh, uh, uh. And the computer might have disagreed. Yeah. Well, on that note, we're gonna just wrap it up. We we try. We've it was a valiant we're effort, Doug. Sing along, baby steps. Yeah, baby steps. We did it. We did it. We got through it. Um. But hey, look. You know, I think we're two for two. So thumbs up for the Golden Globes and Parasite. Not so much for the I- yeah. Irishman and Jagged Little Pill. Yep. That that's fair. You know, you can't win them all. But no. but I'm hoping that next week when we're back. However many times we're interrupted by the glitch, um, I'll have some more. I'll have some more things to give thumbs up to. So hey, you know, tell us what you guys did. You see the Irishman? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Tell us on Facebook at Back on the Block Pod. Did you see the Golden Globes? Have you seen Parasite or The Host or Snowpiercer? Yeah, Um, you know, we'd love to hear uh, your thoughts on that. Let us know, and uh, we'll be happy to hear from you. Yeah, so I guess that's it until next time. Yeah, we wish you a happy new year, and we look forward to seeing you very quickly back on the block. Bye. Bye.